0: experiment make sure you're being you and be okay with the negative feedback as you go through that transition of saying here's who i fully am here's what i fully represent and here's what i fully speak I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. And we're back
1: with another episode of He Said, She Said.
0: Coming at you live from New York City, the so Big hear, Apple.
1: If you hear sirens or people Honking. yelling profanities, it's just the normal backdrop.
0: Oh my God, that I was the I hear getting used to this. Lori, that was the segue, yelling profanities. <laughs> you want to be able to yell profanities and you feel like you pigeonhole I mean, yourself. I mean, guess,
1: I guess if we're, we're saying it like that, I don't know if I wake up every day saying, God, I just want to yell profanities. But this is the conversation that we are having today.
0: Yeah. And before we have that conversation, I just want to remind you guys real quick, uh, there's two great opportunities to come hang out with us, learn from us. And make some really valuable entrepreneur connections in September. The first one is I've got just a couple of roundtable spots left. I should have said November. Go to chrisharder.me forward slash roundtable. It's you and 14 other entrepreneurs literally strategically working together with my input over the course of 48 hours in person to plan out your set of tracks to your goals for 2024. It's Incredible. We've done these roundtables. People love them. This is a 2024 planning edition of it. So go to chrisharder.me forward slash roundtable if you want to grab one of the last couple November spots. And in September, you can come hang out with Lori and I at
1: Girlfriends and Business. <laughs> I think that's the new theme song and the walk-on song.
0: All they have to do is go to girlfriendsandbusiness.com. I think you have, what, two seats?
1: I have three.
0: Three. Three seats at the time of this recording. So I don't even know if they'll be there. Hit pause and go to girlfriendsandbusiness.com and come see us in September. Well, here's what's interesting. I just got out of a business meeting. We're in New York and we're half having fun with friends. We came here to meet friends of ours that were passing through that live in Italy now. And we've got this group of friends. We all travel together. So we all literally impromptu said, let's meet up in New York. And we did. So in a day's notice, we all came out to New York or decided to all come out to New York. And we've had the best time ever. So that's the first half of the reason of the trip. The second half was I'm pitching, right? We're about halfway through the fund for Frello, my peer-to-peer lending app that we're building. And we are pitching strategic investors, people that we think can bring a lot of good knowledge and expertise to the table at the same time as investing in it. And I just got out of a pitch meeting and this investor, potential investor, was just so New York. He was so direct. He was so himself. He was so like bull in a china shop, and I really admired the fact that he didn't do that volley back and forth. He just said, "Let's get down to brass tacks," and was just truly the brash, bold, loud version of himself. And it got Lori and I to talking, and it's probably the second or third time we've talked about this. About man, there's a whole another side of us that we want to let out that we want to. To show or display, but we've built personas, you want to say, where we're a little bit more calm or a little bit
1: more reserved.
0: Reserved.
1: And that's actually not who we are. Okay. So this all came from in the past, I, I feel like we've actually been having this conversation for a few years now. I feel like, especially this last year, I have been seeing different models of people where I'm like, oh my God, I would love to be able to show up to my podcast, to my email writing, to events, and really, really just fully be me without editing. Now, of course, there's certain things where you're not going to intentionally offend people. And there's always going to be parts of you that you're not going to want to share parts of your story that maybe are just really sacred to you and private to you. But for the most part, like really being that person that you are with your best friends. Yeah. And I see other people doing this out in the world now because I think it's just so much more accepted and it's easier to start showing your authentic self in different modalities, but it is scary. And I want that freedom that they have, but I know that that took work. I Mm -hmm. know that that probably took a lot of negative comments underneath posts. I know that probably took a lot of feedback of, I don't like that you're this way, or I used to respect you, but I don't like when you swear, or I don't like when you say this or do that or share this opinion. So I know that that is what is keeping me from truly being 100% myself. Now, it's not like a totally different version of me where it's like, oh my God, I don't even recognize this person. It's just like, Me, I guess more on blast or me with, if I'm being honest, like more raw, more more just saying exactly how I feel.
0: Uh, Let me sum it up this way. We swear way more when we're hanging out with our friends than we do, let's say on these shows or if you see us at an event or something like that. And I think we're a couple of perverts when it comes to our humor.
1: I am a 12 year old boy. You are. Trapped in a hot
0: woman's body. It's
1: just, you know, that is my.
0: That's so 2023, isn't (laughs) it? Okay, wait, we're not going there. But all joking aside, we have this really fun, sweary side to us that is us when we're at home and us when we are with our friends and all that stuff. But then when we're on a stage or when we're doing our podcast, we're a bit more reserved. And I've been struggling with this because I don't quite get my passion across sometimes. And I wonder to myself, am I being professional? Or am I being inauthentic? Am I being professional or am I being too reserved? And I don't know what that right answer is because there is no right way mm-hmm. to be other than being yourself. And here's what happens when you have a show for six years, me, you, what, seven or eight years now, and you've done it one way. It's not that you weren't being authentic. It's that six, seven, eight years ago. That's what we saw. That's what we saw. And that's who you were. And then, you know, you you change over six, seven, eight years. but If you don't bring your listeners along, or let's say you're you're a speaker on stage, if you don't bring your viewers along, oh my God, all of a sudden they're like, who is this person? And I liked you better when, and it's horrible reading the, I liked you better when comments, but you're like, but wait, don't you really want to know me?
1: Right. So you were having a conversation with Nick, my brother-in-law, your brother, and we were discussing this, like, because Chris is kind of like a little bit of a Gary V, And he always is like, man, sometimes I just want to like very give it to very him brash. straight. Yep. Like he's just very direct. And sometimes it, sometimes it hurts, but it always is done with the intention of like, let's just get you there immediately. Yep. Like, why are we cutting around or giving all this fluff? And that's just how he is. And Nick said something that I thought was just so profound. He said, it's not that people will be mad about who you really are. Yep. They're upset that you made them believe you were someone else. Yep. And so it's not even that that should bother you. Like if that just hit you, like, oh God, I've made, I've led people on. I've made them believe I'm someone else. You did this because you thought that's what we were supposed to do. Yeah. And this was professional. And And I think in the beginning, that's kind of what you have to do to roll yourself out there to see what works and what doesn't. But there are those people who come out from the beginning, guns blazing. They're just like, this is who I am and that's what works. But if you haven't been able to do that maybe in your family life or even around your friends, you're certainly not going to be able to do that with the persona that you're putting out there. So I believe that this is going to be kind of a practice, kind of a like bringing people along. That's why I believe we're doing this podcast is to say you and I want to be more of ourselves and this is what it's going to look like. Maybe it's not all at once because I even feel myself editing myself already on this podcast. So I think it's a slow process of more and more saying, how does this feel? What does this look like?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. What Nick said was really profound. Nobody cares who you are, whether you're super sweary or whether you're the church mouse. What bothers them is that they thought you were one thing and suddenly you were something else. And here's where I struggle. I'm like, but we're always changing over time. So aren't we allowed to change? Aren't we allowed to become somebody else? Isn't it naturally set up so that people, if they know you over a long period of time, they're going to know you as one person and years later, all of a sudden you're a different person? Mm-hmm. And w- what does that balance look like? How do you walk that line? How do you say, hey, here's who I really am. Here's how I really talk. Here's who I really want to be without causing that type of resistance? And as I say that out loud, maybe that's the problem. We're trying to be authentic and please everybody, and you can't because you will never please everybody. You have to choose which side, which half of the pie you're going to please, right? If you walk down the middle, you please nobody. But if you Say this is the side I'm on, this is who I am, this is what I believe, this is how I speak. Then half the people will really gravitate towards you, be like, oh, that's my guy, oh, that's my girl, oh, you're like me. And the other half will say, That's not for me. And that's actually the job in life is to make it very easy for people to say, oh, you are for me, or oh, you are not for me, instead of trying to make people guess, are you for me? Are you not? Because now nobody actually feels like truly pulled in by you?
1: I always think about the fact that sooner or later, you're going to get caught being yourself.
0: Oh, great saying.
1: And I just would rather have people see me for who I am now than say, oh my God, she's putting one thing out there, but this is really how she is. And I'm not ashamed of the person that I am. I think I am trying to figure out how to unlock myself from these handcuffs that I have put myself in of maybe showing up as somebody different. And a couple things that I'm doing to do that are... Even in like events, I even feel like I'm more myself on stage. I feel like recording some different podcasts, like the living room sessions where we're in small groups with one of my best friends recording and we are just real and raw. Like you can go and listen to one of those episodes and you'll probably hear a very different version of me because I'm trying to figure out how to capture that in these other episodes by myself and with you, Chris. And it's like, You're going to have to try on a bunch of different ways to see what feels good to even be yourself. Because to be honest, like I can hit record by myself and be like, okay, Lori, like be yourself, like a hundred percent permission. And I can feel myself holding back in this weird awkwardness where I don't even know what it looks like to be myself. So I do think it's this dance of, okay, I'm going to put a post out on Instagram. How would I actually talk and like put it out like that and start trying little things like that?
0: Yeah. Yep. I guess that's it. Like experiment, make sure you're being you and be okay with the negative feedback as you go through that transition of saying, here's who I fully am. Here's what I fully represent. Here's what I fully speak. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know if we got anywhere in all of this rambling other than if you struggle with this too, you're not alone. If you struggle with like, Hey, how should I show up? What's professional? What's muting myself because I'm trying to be professional. We're all just trying to figure that out together.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you guys, I hope this gave you a little bit of permission because honestly, continuing to show up to all of the things that you do as somebody else is exhausting. Mm -hmm. That's why I want to talk about this is you can have a lot more fun. You can be a lot more you. You can talk about the things that really matter. It is going to come with some backlash, but I don't think that backlash lasts a very long time. It's just when it's kind of weeding out those people who were more attracted to who you were pretending to be. And I think that those people don't necessarily really connect with you anyway. I don't really know if they're your diehard audience. And I think that the more that we can be us, the better we're going to do. And we're also going to enjoy our life a lot more.
0: Yep, I agree. So come find us at the next uh, Perverted Joke Square Fest. see you there.
1: Bye, everyone. We'll see you next week.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening.